Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? It's good to see you. It's good. I, I, we keep saying each week, but it is so good to be in person and to be able to do some of these things face-to-face. Isn't that great? Uh, if you, thank you, Michael. Yeah. Well done. Good job, yeah. Michael. If, uh, Dad will pay you later. Yeah. <laughs> If you're joining us online, we want to say thank you, uh, thank you and welcome, and we're really excited to be able to be together today. So this week and next week, we're going to do, it's going to look a little bit different. Rather than just uh, our, our normal teaching time, Pastor Holly and I are going to have a discussion uh, together that includes you all, and yeah. uh, really excited about this. We did this a little bit back in November of last year around these same these same things. We're going to be diving in a little bit more into our discipleship pathway, and we're going to be talking specifically about the last two steps. So connecting with others and reaching others. And so we want to just uh, invite you into that, and we're hoping to really share the heart behind who we are and what we're doing in these steps and some really practical ways forward as we move on into oh, we can't it's so weird i can't believe we're halfway through 2021 isn't that crazy it's, a it's crazy bizarre. so the lord is leading us well and we're excited to be able to uh to dive in and share about these things so we're 18 or 19 months into 2020 I, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go that's what it feels, uh-huh. like, yeah. what it feels like right <laughs> yeah. i know it's crazy <laughs> Well, just as a bit of a background, um, last November, we, uh, we started talking about our discipleship pathway. Mm-hmm. And we want to just kind of remind us a little bit about what this is, and then we're going to talk specifically, like I said, about the last two sections. So back at the, in the middle, I'd say in the heart of the pandemic, uh, we, we realized the need for some clarity and consistency around a couple of things. And that's the language that we've been using here at the church um, is clarity and consistency, which is helpful for all of us. But number one, uh, we recognized that we wanted to bring some clarity and consistency during the heart of the pandemic around what it meant to, f- to, uh, uh, to follow Jesus in a very difficult time. And the second thing is that we wanted to bring some clarity and consistency about what it meant to be a part of Crossview Church going forward. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, out of those questions, through months of prayer and conversation between our staff, our board, we got together a group of people from the church. We called it the directional team, uh, which is it's great. It's an arrow. It's a direction. Yes. This smart. Very I know. Themed. You're going to hear genius stuff up here this morning. I'm just saying. It's going to be great. From Pastor Holly. No, Ooh. just bars raised. Wow, yeah. great. Thank you. No pressure. Um, and we, we took uh, the results from all of the surveys that you guys all mm-hmm. took part of in the pastoral transition and before and uh, through lots of prayer. The outcome is what you see here. And so we're really thankful for all of the voices that played a part in this for us. But the pathway shapes who we are and what we do. It defines our priorities and our areas of focus and where we spend our time as a church. We also believe, and most importantly, that it captures the basics of what it means to follow Jesus. And so we're really, uh, we're really, as we have been working on this and seeing this come to fruition in the church, it's been really exciting yeah. to see how this is connected in so many, so many different ways. So if you missed any of the, the discussions or messages uh, or uh, even the written material that we put together from um, the end of last year, you can go to our website and there's a page called the Discipleship Pathway, that, which has everything, our, our sermons, 
table discussions between Pastor Holly and I, and written material. We're even doing our, week, our weekly podcast on this stuff as well. So there's lots of ways to engage on this, <laughs> on this discipleship pathway. It's all maybe like too much, right? It, they couldn't possibly be too, too much. much. No, no, no it's you good. You want to hear us talk all the time, oh, right? Yeah. Listen, I'm feeling a little bit, a, a little bit sheepish here because at least the first service, folks, we had a deadline because we had to like start this service, right? <laughs> These, wow. That's God right. bless you all. We'll get you home sometime today. <laughs> yeah. So oh, we're going to talk, uh, so just as a reminder, th- this, it looks like a, 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 you know, an arrow, but it yeah. is cyclical. So re- remember, we, the, whole, the heart of our discipleship transfer, or, or, this, sorry, the heart of our discipleship pathway is transformation yes. and change. Yes. As we follow these steps, we, un- we understand that we will be changed to be more like Jesus. It mm-hmm. starts as we engage with the scripture and engage with Jesus, engage with his teachings and the story, seeing how he interacted with people. We recognize that, that the word that we use for this first step, biblical teaching, is unsettled. It unsettles us, mm-hmm. right? As we recognize maybe areas where we're not living into the way of Jesus or where God's spirit convicts us. And we're saying that's okay. That's a good thing to be unsettled very good. because it means that's the beginning of change and transformation, which is what we want as followers of Jesus, right? Amen? Amen. Uh, this, the second step is as that is happening, we want to be taking, as Pastor Holly said, Uh, just before, loving action on behalf of other people. Mm -hmm. This is where we want to be a blessing to our community. We want to do everything. We say we want to pastor well this neighborhood. We're here on this corner for a reason, and God is leading us in really significant ways. And so we want to do everything we can to seek the healing and the wholeness of our community. And so that's the second step. And it's not something, because you you said we want to pastor our community, so I want to make it clear that that doesn't mean that we want to pastor our yes. community. I mean, we, we do, but it, this is all of us. Yeah. This is the church being the church in Snohomish yeah. and on 6th and C. This is uh, all of us stepping into our community. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's gonna, this is, this is a, the, the direction that God is leading us, and yeah. it, it's going to take all of us to accomplish what God is asking us to do. We keep saying, at least in, uh, with things like our tutoring program and our food bank, yeah. we've never seen those kinds of ministries come together as quickly as they did and with as much significant impact. So we, we say that we feel like God is leading us, and we're just trying to keep up. <laughs> yes, it's a, tr- it's, a, it's a pretty tremendous yeah. feeling. And what has been so encouraging about that is as we've taken all of the, uh, the, the insight and wisdom that you all have shared over this last year and a half and before with mm-hmm. the surveys and all of the different ways Pastor Kyle spoke about, uh, we, we've just been amazed at how clear, the, the clarity that has come from yeah. that has not been uh, something that, that we've you know, manipulated or manufactured, it has been very much a, just a very clear direction from the Holy Spirit leading our church. And it's been great to see kind of all of us in, our, in, in, in a variety of ways moving in the same direction. It's yeah. provided such clarity. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of excitement. I, I mean, I'll just say personally, as we've been praying and as the Lord is leading us, I, I can't wait to see where the Lord leads mm-hmm. us and the outcome yeah. of this and the ministries that are directed around these steps. It's yeah. really great. We've already yeah. seen significant impact in our community. Yeah. So we wanna talk about this. We've done a lot of communicating and talk about these first two steps. We've done a lot of work around those, but we, we felt like it was time for us to kind of come back and revisit these second two steps. So our heart here tonight, today, is that we hope to just share, again, the heart behind connecting with others mm-hmm. uh, and some of the practical steps. How are we gonna do that? 
And then next week, we'll do the same thing around reaching others. I'm really excited about next week. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about it here, just in some brief ways. So the heart of this second step is this. This is is the language we've been using, connecting with others. Our goal for this step is, in the discipleship pathway, is to see people move from only being people gathered together in the same room with other people to being people who are actually getting to know other people and being known by other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that great? Very people-y. Very people-y. Yeah. That's what Pastor Holly said in the first service. She's like, there's a lot of people. There's a, it's a lot of people involved here. Yeah. There's a lot of people involved in there transformation is. and re- it's really difficult to have relationship without pe- people, That's right? That's right. Yeah. We recognize that in the pandemic, the part of the heart of the formation of this is if we can't be a people gathered yeah. as we want to, we can still be a people connected. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And as followers of Jesus, we should be deeply connected with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it, and we'll, we'll highlight some of these, but we see this all throughout the scripture, from the yes. Old Testament to the New Testament, from the, early, from the very beginning of the early church to who we are, our, our movement as Methodists, yeah. uh, the, the heart of connecting with people in deeply meaningful relationships has been vital to who we are. Yeah, beginning in Genesis. I mean, we'll see that here in just a minute. It's just, it's the very beginning of the Bible all the way through. This is a common thread throughout the Bible. And we see it in the example of Jesus's life as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, as you said, in, in our Wesleyan tradition, uh, this uh, connecting with one another, particularly in groups, has been a, a key element of our yeah. tradition for centuries. Yes, yeah. that's right. So we'll share in just a moment some of these, the ways that this is connected to the heart of Scripture. But one of the, again, we want to keep in mind that the heart here uh, for us is that we, we want, we actually see most of us have had the, the most significant moments of transformation in our life have mm-hmm. been connected with someone, with a person. Yeah. Whether that's a coach or a mentor or a pastor, maybe even a small group, mm-hmm. those kinds of moments of transformation uh, happen in the context of close personal relationships. So as we're thinking about this step and as we kind of map out how we're going to do this, the question that we have to ask is, am I making space in my life mm-hmm. for these close personal relationships that will lead me to be more like Jesus? Yeah. Yeah, and I think about maybe even, you know, we talked about moments of transformation. We certainly each have those significant moments that we can look back on, kind of milestones in our life. But when I think about um, transformation throughout my life and how things have yeah. changed, it's, it's been much more of a process than a, than a, a one moment, right? And, and when I think of the people who have shaped my life so significantly, uh, my, my, my parents, my husband, my kids, my friends, my church, it's all been in this context of relationship. It's not this, you know, one-time thing. Uh, It's because uh, these people know me, and I know them, and there's trust there, and there's deep relationships. So it's a a uh, long-term shaping and molding rather than a, you know, one-time transformation. That's really good. So we want to highlight just a couple of the ways. So, I, and I know we recognize, uh, as as followers of Jesus, we've we've heard these scriptures before. We've probably heard lessons and sermons on these kinds, this way of connecting. But we really just want to make uh, this effort to recognize what the Lord calls us to mm-hmm. and who we are as Crossview and make that intentional choice in our life to do this. We'll talk about it a little bit as we go, but this is an intentional choice because for some, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily always very easy to, to regularly make this kind of connection um, 
part of your life. You know, it can be it can feel like work because I yeah. know we've talked about this before. Uh, we we are both uh, tend to be introverts. I think uh, I'm I'm a super introvert, and um, and and so intentionally taking time for a relationship can feel sometimes just very honestly can feel a little bit draining. It, yeah. uh, it can be uh, that that I need to go home and. Uh, hide for a little while. My kids know Sunday afternoon naps, it's a real thing. And um, and kind of recharge. It doesn't mean that those people or those relationships are are not important or are negative. In fact, it's they're good. Uh, it's just something for me to note that as an introvert, uh, I really do have to be intentional because it, uh, seeking out relationship doesn't come naturally to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I'm sure... Others have that same experience, and for others, that relationship, seeking out relationship is, is easier and yeah. a lot of fun. Right. Uh, so we have recognized there's people in all different um, levels of this. So some of the way that we see this happening in Scripture, and Pastor Holly and I were talking, this is one of those things where there's so many examples in the Scripture mm-hmm. of, what it, of, of relational connection and why it's important, from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament. So we wanted to share a couple of those here. It starts at the very beginning of the story in Genesis chapter 2. Emily, could you switch that slide for me to that first one? Thank you. It says this, Then the Lord God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. From the very beginning of the story, we see that God says it's not good for you to be alone. And mm-hmm. so the rest of the story is that God makes the, a companion, and we see man and woman, Adam and Eve, together in relationship as the image of God. And it's really important, right from the beginning, God had this, this, this recognition and, and made this relationship piece a significant part of, of who we are as, as humans. Yeah, and we think about this verse a lot of times in terms of marriage, and it certainly applies to yeah. marriage, but it's not exclusive to marriage. That's this right. is about the the, the uh, uh, design of humanity, yeah. that we all are made for relationship with one another. Yeah. yeah. Another uh, scripture that's often used in marriage, uh, but is really applicable for this idea of understanding that we were made for connection, comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and it says this, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other person can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close to, together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken." Right? We, under, we hear that most of the time in the context of marriage. But when you think about it in the context of the type of relationship that we were designed to have, this is a significant verse. And we see this in the New Testament as well from places like 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which if you remember, that's where it's writing about we are all one body. We're different members. We have different skills. Mm-hmm. We're different parts of the body, but we're one body. And at the very end of that, in verse 25, it says, this makes for harmony among the members mm-hmm. so that all members care for one another. Did you hear that? All members care for one another. <laughs> uh, if one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. Can I just say, I'm so thankful for you all, that we are all together part of the body of faith. I think, you know, one of the the hearts behind this is that when we recognize the importance for this type of relationship, that we know we can encourage each other. And how many of you need encouragement? (laughs) Everybody, almost every day, right? 
especially when we go through the most difficult moments of life. Yeah. We need each other. Absolutely, yeah. We desperately need each other. And so this is part of recognizing this is who we are. We are a people of relationship, mm-hmm. designed that way from the beginning. And we're going to make that an important part of who we are going forward. Yeah, I like how you said that we are a people yeah. of relationship because that is a, a, a theme throughout Scripture yep. as well, right? That we are a people, yes. a community, one body. We are not uh, a group of persons. We are a people mm-hmm. uh, acting as one and living as one yep. and following Jesus as one. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love that, uh, that theme throughout Scripture uh, as well. Yeah. I love it. I mean, again, another connection to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. God is shaping a people through the Old Testament, uh, reaching out and, and seeking relationship and forming and shaping all the way through the Old Testament yeah. to the New Testament. Another aspect of just who we are uh, as a people, I mentioned before, that we have a rich tradition and history as Methodists in this way uh, and started from the very beginning of who we are. And I wanted to share with you a little bit of, uh, this is kind of fun in the first service we did this, but you know, we have a tradition of these things called class meeting and band meetings, which is small groups of people gathered together asking really intense, really serious questions to help shape and form our heart for Jesus. You want to hear some of these? You ready for this? Just think about being part of a group asking these questions. And I left some of these in the old language or the older language because it's kind of fun. So this is what our tradition used to do. We'd gather together and ask questions like this. What known sins have you committed since our last meeting? Isn't that great? (laughs) Who wants to answer that question, right? How do you take your coffee and what known sins have you committed? (laughs) So good. Yeah. But that's the kind of, I mean, that's the heart. They they were serious about this kind of connection and the type of transformation that comes from it. How about this? What temptations have you experienced this week? Hmm. How were you delivered from those? Or maybe how, in which ways did you give in to those? How have you thought, said, or done, or what have you thought, said, or done, of which you doubt whether it be sin or not? <laughs> kind of a fun way it's to ask that question. Roundabout way, yeah. Or have, uh, is there anything you desire to keep secret? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can we just say yes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, man, those are I- intense questions, but I think hopefully you're understanding the heart behind we have a tradition of being serious about connecting with others in ways that help us become more like Jesus and help to love other people and love God more. I want to be part of something like that. Do you? (laughs) I sure hope so. Well, yes, I think, I think I'm seeing some nods, but also I just want to make clear that we're not saying, do you want to be part of a group that gets together and just dives right into how have you sinned this <laughs> week, right? right? Yeah. But, but the concept, the yeah. idea is really important, yes. and it is all based around these relationships where we are known yeah. by one another, where we know each other, and, and where that's a, a safe context and where we can share those yeah. things uh, because that's how we grow and it's how we change to be more and more like Jesus yeah. is to be able to share those those deepest parts of our lives. Uh, so yep. what we're looking at here is 
is intentionally developing relationships with one another where these things can be shared yeah. uh, in, a, in a safe uh, and welcoming uh, environment. We recognize that the grace of God is moving in those meetings and yeah. moving to connect hearts, to reveal sin, to uproot sin, to implant love, right? We recognize that there's a spiritual act of God working in powerful ways yeah. as we open up to each other and to God. Right. It's incredible stuff. One of the last, uh, another scripture verse that we just would like to highlight um, uh, is, uh, I'm going to skip one here, but um, is the scripture that we highlighted last November uh, from the very beginning of Romans. And this is a wonderful passage when you think about the desire to connect. So this is Paul writing, and he writes this in Romans. One, Romans chapter 1, 10 and 12. One of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come to see you at last. For I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. When we get together, he said, I want to encourage you in your faith. And this is the key part. But I also want to be encouraged by yours. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, maybe sometimes, you know, we think, oh, Paul, he is like the man, right? He's got it all figured out. He's got all the knowledge. He is the one who's going to come and teach, and we're going to just sit at his feet and listen, right? I'm wondering if maybe people are thinking about that. But if you recognize what he's saying here, he's a person who is also in need of encouragement. So he, he said, I can't wait to come and to be with you so that I can give you what the Lord has, has given me, mm-hmm. but so that I can also be encouraged and uplifted in my faith. And I just, it, to me, reading Paul's words here is so encouraging mm-hmm. uh, that this is the case for all of us. And it's been our prayer just this entire last year, hasn't it? That when we, when we meet again, when we get yes. together, we want to encourage you in your faith and be encouraged by yours. And, and this example from Paul just reminds me that there is no hierarchy at the feet of Jesus, right? We are all uh, there seated together, yeah. worshiping together, learning together, and encouraging one another. And, uh, and, and it really doesn't matter, you know, who you are or what your role is. Yeah. It's uh, that encouragement is just something we are all called to. And um, yeah. Paul needed to be encouraged, and, and uh, that's true for all of us as well. And the great thing about that is we also are all equipped to encourage yeah. one another. I think we hear sometimes about the gift of encouragement. That's certainly, uh, that's certainly a thing, but we are all, as followers of Jesus, equipped yeah. to encourage one another. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the last thing we'll make, well, last point or connection with Scripture mm-hmm. we'll make here, and then we're going to talk about how we're going to do this specifically mm-hmm. across view. But the other thing is for us to recognize is as we're connected and as we're growing to be more like Jesus, loving each other and loving God, God is building us into something for the sake of the world. And this is so key for us to remember. Um, we read an article this past week that talked this, about this idea in context of Legos. So if you're, if you're one of the younger ones here, think about it this way. You, you have one Lego. It is just a piece of, it's just a Lego, right? But if you have multiple Legos fit together, connected in specific and in meaningful ways, you can build something awesome. Uh, They said in this article that I think it was like six or seven Legos Mm -hmm. has over a million different combinations. Isn't that credible? That's crazy to think about. So when we think about the idea that we need to be connected because God is building us into something Mm -hmm. for the sake of the world. Look at here in Acts chapter 2. It says this. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. They shared their meals with great joy and generosity all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those Mm -hmm. who were being saved. 
We need to be connected and growing and changing and transforming, not only for our own sake and our relationship with the Lord, but for the sake of the world around us. Yes. Amen? Amen. That's compelling, and I want to shape my life in that way. So, Pastor Holly, mm-hmm. let's talk about how we're going to do this yes. here. This is exciting. Okay. Yeah, well. Ready to go. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> wow, you really meant. Okay, Pastor Holly, go. Yeah. All right, where's the notes? So, we are, this is just a really exciting uh, uh, time for us. And this step on the discipleship pathway of connecting with others, as Pastor Kyle said, we really believe uh, very clearly that this is just part of following Jesus. Yeah. This is foundational to following Jesus. Uh, it's not something we, we uh, just manufactured or came up with. It's, it's clarity in how to be a follower of Jesus, which yeah. is what a disciple is, right. uh, an, an apprentice, really. And so this is important. And so here at Crossview, um, there are a few ways that we want to help facilitate this, but what I want to make clear just right from the beginning is we're going to pr- to facilitate. We're going to provide some structure. We're going to have some events and some groups and some, some uh, things on the calendar that will help to facilitate these connections, but all of those things will fall flat unless we each make the commitment and decide for ourselves that we are going to make the space in our lives for this kind of relationship. And that means opening our, our lives, opening our calendar, yeah. our homes, our hearts to a relationship with others, which is just so important as followers of Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, you know, sometimes I think we can see like these events we're about to talk about as uh, a, a program uh, in our busy culture, it can just seem like another thing on the calendar. That's not what we're going for here. Yeah. We want to facilitate opportunity for each of us to connect in meaningful relationship yeah. with other people here uh, at Crossview. Whether that's, you know, if you're an introvert and that's like two or three people, great. If you're an extrovert and it's everyone in this room, that's wonderful. I don't understand you, but I love you. <laughs> and that's fantastic. So, um, that's, yeah. that's our hope and our goal here. Yeah. So um, there are a few things we want to do. First of all, we want to embrace our heritage uh, of, of having small groups. And we're going to do that in a few different ways here. We've always had small groups here at Crossview. They've taken a few different forms. And, and, and the direction we'd like to go with those, uh, we, we have three different kinds of groups, really, yes. uh, that, we're, that we're forming. The first is uh, life groups. And we've landed on just calling them life groups. I think there's a slide for that. Uh, Emily, thank you. And um, what we mean by this is it, life groups, we're doing life together. We are living together in relationship, um, uh, praying with one another, celebrating with one another, mourning with one another, if, if that is what's called for, and just uh, uh, getting to know one another in committing to uh, uh, relationships. So as this says here on this slide, uh, uh, we are prioritizing the deepening of relationship and conversation. This includes food. This should always include food, right? And fun and prayer. Um, it's, it's, it's friendship, you yeah. guys. It's a chance to get to know one another in yeah. friendship and develop those relationships. And they, we will also base this uh, around the blessed bottle, which yeah, we're going to so talk about gonna next talk, week. You, I mean, if you remember from back, you know, the end of last year, we talked about the blessed bottle. We're going to talk yeah. about that specifically, specifically next week. It's, it's cheesy and awesome because it's an acronym. It's an it acronym. means something. Mm-hmm. Each letter means something. We're totally leaning into that. Absolutely. But the blessed yeah. model is essentially, it's, it's how we're going to do the reaching out but 
it's essentially how to be a good friend to people. And there's some really cool steps. So right. you'll hear about that next week. That's how our, our connecting with others and our reaching others are really tied together yeah. because they're both done in the context of uh, meaningful relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the first one. This really is just about building relationships mm -hmm. over time that are meaningful. You get together, you have some food, and you just check in. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. What's, what are you struggling with this week? Or how can we help you? How can we pray? Yeah. You know, those kinds of things. And it's just enjoying being together. That's where this starts. The second one is uh, learning groups. And so this is, it includes all aspects of the life together, uh, the, yeah, the life groups, yeah. but also adds an element, a study component. Mm -hmm. So this has often been how we've done small groups, you know, for, for quite a while is you get a, together around a book or a, or a curriculum, a, Bible, a specific Bible study or those kinds of things. We want to continue to do that, but we want that to be shaped by the heart of doing mm -hmm. life together and our blessed model. So we're going to have life groups, we're going to have learning groups, and then the third one that we're going to have is called online groups. Emily, could you switch to that one? For me, I'm not sure why this is not working. Thank you. Uh, so our online groups uh, right now are, are just that. They are, we're going to be doing, these are online only. Uh, so we're using the Bible reading plan from mm -hmm. Uversion. Right. Um, so we're going to be having groups together uh, around that. Zoom gatherings. I know you can't wait for more Zoom <laughs> gatherings, right? So, but this, you could join in on Zoom gatherings if that's one of the ways you'd like to do it. And our weekly prayer group, which has been meeting from the very first week of, yes. of when we had to close down or uh, not have services, and that's still going every Thursday. So that's a significant group as well. And these things are uh, are, are available right now on the website that yes. you can sign up for uh, a, a Bible reading group, which uh, we're going to take the summer to go through a, a, a series yeah. of Bible reading plans from the Uversion Bible app, which is free. It's available on every device. It's uh, easy to, to set up. And, and we can help you with that if you need um, have questions about how to set it up on your device, we can help. And then the prayer group as well. You're always welcome to, yes. to hop on the prayer meeting every Thursday night. Uh, but if you'd like to also you know, maybe receive prayer requests throughout the week, communicate yeah. with other people in the group, then we'd invite you to, uh, to sign up for that group. And that's on our website. The last thing that we're going to do uh, is quarterly events. And so uh, we recognize that we need places for people to be able to just meet other people, mm -hmm. even outside of these different types of groups. And so we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be planning quarterly get to know you fun events for the whole church. So yeah. that'll be a great way to be able to meet some people and maybe figure out where you might connect well with different life groups or learning groups or even our online stuff. We can talk about that. Yeah, we're going to do what we can to facilitate uh, just opportunities for you to meet one another and, uh, and, and, then, and then you take it from there. Yeah. yeah. The, so we are going to start. Uh, we've got one um, quarterly event planned already a couple of weeks from now. Uh, we want to invite our young adults to a young adult lunch. And if you are not a young adult, don't worry. We will have a, a place to connect well yes. uh, and that kind of thing. But we want to, in a couple of weeks, we want to invite our young adults to start with uh, to our backyard for lunch. Uh, and we're going to talk about this idea of connecting and what works well and how best we can organize that group of people. Mm -hmm. And so we're really excited about that. So this is where we're going to start. But don't worry. I know all, I can see smiles and laughs 
I'm, are, you, what's gonna, are you a young adult? Is probably, am I a young adult? You're probably mm-hmm. asking. Um, if you're asking that question. Mm, well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just yes, okay. Uh, and then <laughs> the second one, don't worry. If you're not part of this group, we will have an opportunity to connect. We just are going to start here yeah. uh, with this group of people. We are painting, uh, for, for purposes of this event, we are painting with broad strokes, right? So uh, we are not checking IDs. Uh, at the door, so if you uh, think that your age starts with a four, you're welcome. Yeah, well, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there, so. Yeah. Uh, Yes, you are welcome. You are welcome. We really want to just invite people to get to know one another. It's very likely that the the folks you'll meet at that event are, are, you're you're maybe more likely to connect with ones who's age starts with the same number as sure. yours anyway, uh, but that's how we're going to do this. And we uh, would also like to invite those who are moving toward young adulthood. Yeah. So if you're a high school student, uh, you're welcome to come as well. High school and college students, 20s, 30s, you know, if you're in your 40s, just, yeah, come on. Just, yeah. just come on. Why not? It'll be, it'll we, be good. We will, we will have other, other uh, group, or events to connect Absolutely. with everybody. Yeah. So don't worry. We'll, yeah. we'll be able to connect. Tom Walker, I know you're already planning on it, so <laughs> you be there. Can I invite the worship team to come back up? And we just, I, I hope you hear our heart on this step. This is significant for us um, as we move forward in our, in our discipleship pathways. We start to just continue um, on as a church. We really want to see significant change and transformation in our lives. And this is a really key part of it. It's not only a key part of who we are, but it's a key part of following Jesus. So... Thanks for, uh, for listening. We're really excited. We're going to be putting stuff on the website. So the question for you all, I think as we go from here, the question is uh, do, asking, do you, have, do you have this in your life? And if not, uh, then how might you hold open to the Lord? How might I be joining in on this? Am I going to join a group? Do I want to start a, group, a life group in my home? Do I like having people over for dinner? You know, those kind of things. But the question is, how am I going to get involved in this step here at the church? And it's really exciting. Pastor Holly, will you pray for us? And then we will sing our, uh, we'll join in worship one more time. Sounds good. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are grateful that you have have, uh, given us such an example and have modeled uh, connection and meaningful relationship that in your uh, life here, you you knew others and allowed them to know you. And we want to reflect that, God. We know that our uh, friendships and relationships with others should be a reflection of our relationship with you, to know and to be known uh, by others in loving community. God, we, uh, we embrace this as part of uh, following you as just a step toward discipleship and a step toward looking more and more like you. Uh, Jesus, we ask that you, uh, by your spirit, that you would soften our hearts to, uh, to be willing to welcome people into our lives, that we would be intentional about making space in our homes, on our calendars, and in our hearts and lives to welcome others uh, and to, to not only get to know them, but to allow them to get to know us, which can be sometimes the harder thing. And we just pray for a great work of your spirit in our lives here this morning and that even today, even today, hearts would be drawn together and that those relationships would begin to form so that we can be more and more uh, transformed into your likeness. We love you, Jesus, and we pray these things in your name.